man. It's Mike Salen with uh, another edition of Intentional Conversation. I appreciate you joining and listening to us today or watching the video, whichever is your pleasure. And I just thank you for, for being with us. Uh, once again, this is Mike Salen. I'm Kate Fearman, uh, Director. And today we're going to have an interesting talk. We're going to talk about a ministry down in South Carolina. It's been there for quite some time. And I have with me Haynes Maxwell. Haynes is involved with the barn ministry. It's located in Indian Land, South Carolina, which is just south of Charlotte, North Carolina. The barn ministry is a ministry where men from 20 plus different churches gathered together and have met every Tuesday night for the past 18 years. I mean, Haynes, I didn't realize it'd been that long that y'all been doing that. <laughs> hey, time, time flies when you're in somebody's foxhole, I suppose. Uh, well, I guess it does. I guess it does. It's, it's, but it's good to have you on. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with be with us today. Well, let me ask you this question as we get started. What is the barn ministry? I mean, what's that all about? <laughs> well, uh, that's that's a great question, Mike. I'll I'll do my best. And uh, before we start, I I do want to thank you and all the guys in the eastern part of the state. I love I love uh, men who are committed to connecting with other men and love what you guys are doing and thank thanks for i know it takes time and energy and other things so thanks for doing it uh yeah 18 years ago a charlotte native kevin kasner uh, was given a book by his best friend called wild at heart mm. and sure many of your listeners are familiar or have read it mm -hmm. and he read that thing and it just struck him and and stirred him to a reality that he was really he he had given his life to the Lord as a young man, but he was really playing church. He didn't, he didn't really have close friends. He, he found out there was a wild at heart boot camp out in Colorado at a young life camp that John Eldridge and his buddies put on. So he went out there to see if it was real. And, uh, he, he saw men connecting with men and sharing their lives and stories. And he said, man, I, I want more of that. So he came back to Charlotte dipped down oh, a few miles south of Charlotte to Indian land. He was talking to his brother-in-law, Bob, as you can see Bob's cars. This is a sign from Bob Blake's car lot 25 years ago, but uh, here, and I'm at the barn right now. Um, so Kevin was telling his brother-in-law, he, he wanted to get some men together and go through the wild at heart video series. So he met he right where I'm sitting. He met with five or six guys 18 years ago. And, uh, they, they started spreading the word a little bit. And the next thing I knew, I was at my church in Charlotte recruiting for a men's retreat. And a guy walked up and asked me if I knew the book Wild at Heart, if I'd seen the video series. I said, yes, I know the book. I don't know. They had a video series. He said, well, here's a phone number. Call this man and invite yourself to his barn. <laughs> so I was a little fearful. My buddy next to me who was helping recruit for the men's retreat, I said, dude, I'm not I'm not going out there by myself. I'm already hearing banjo music. Will you go with me? So he, <laughs> he went with me. So Tom Downs and I walked right up a, a stairway right here, a little narrow stairway up into a, um, I'm looking at an elk. I'm looking at a BP sign. I'm looking at a Christmas tree. I'm looking at a foosball table. Uh, anyway, it's, it's the ultimate man cave. So we, we sat down thinking we would watch this video series, an episode or two, and then we'd take it back to our local church, great church, Steel Creek Church mm -hmm. of Charlotte, mm -hmm. and, and do it with the men as a follow-up to the men's retreat. Well, I got so taken by the material and the and the brotherhood 
I'm not sure, Mike, that I need all five fingers to count the Tuesdays I've missed in the last 18 years in this mm. barn. I, I know I wouldn't need 10 because <laughs> I don't travel anymore for work. So I sort of plan most of my time around uh, being here in, in the bottom line. And you know this uh, in church world, we and, and I love the local church. It's uh, foundational to the work of God, clearly. But we, most of us, it's not the church's fault, I don't think, but we tend to put our church mask on and just stroll right in on Sunday morning and fist bump a guy and tell him God's good. And he says all the time, he doesn't yep. say God's good and I'm broke or I'm, I'm, I'm addicted or I want to leave my wife or I'm hooked on porn or he doesn't say that. He just says God's good all the time. And he goes on and sits in his pew. Yep. So the, the beautiful DNA at the barn, and I know it's true for the guys you hang out with, it's a, it's get real with the brothers time. I mean, we do we do a video series, and then the important part is we get in the small groups, usually forty five minutes for an hour, with a couple questions. And the questions are not, "What do you think Moses was thinking when he faced that?" What's going on in your heart? Face challenge when you face your wife when you don't want to tell your wife something that's true that you know when you tell her things are going to get worse before it gets better or how do you deal with your teenage kid or your mom or so it's kind of that's that's sort of the dna of it and it's it's been radical and transformational in my life to be able to start connecting the truth i've heard from thousands of sermons and seminars frankly uh, with what's going on in my heart so i love my wife but what's going on on the day that i'm i find myself being drawn and attracted to my secretary what's going on there that's that's for someone to tell me that's wrong and smack my hand i know that's wrong and smacking my hand doesn't help but there's something uh we talk about the barn we say it's it's uh it's open heart surgery with, without any anesthesia so it's it's kind of that iron sharpens iron james chapter five confess your sins one to another it's a safe place where guys can say i love jesus but I'm all messed up tonight. So that's been, that's been so beautiful and we've been blessed. We've been able to take it back into a number of churches and no surprise to you. Some churches receive it. Most of them are wondering, what are you guys doing? Um, because we have a nice little men's Bible study going here, but, uh, if someone walks in and says, Hey, I'm hooked on pornography. I'm uh, unfortunately a lot of ministries don't know what to do with that. That's right. And I, don't, and I don't think they really want to hear it. I, I mean, they they would say they do, but it's just it's hard. And if in Sunday morning in the pew, you don't shake your hand of the guy next to you during the two minutes of fellowship greeting and say, hey, I'm Haynes Maxwell. I'm hooked on porn or I'm suicidal or or whatever. That's that's not the place for it. So where is the place? And I think getting out of the church building sometimes, whether it's a Panera Bread or a Chick-fil-A or a barn or or a. Uh, Port City, Java, wherever it is, there's something about that, uh, I think, and you, you've seen it. And our our great friend uh, Jeff Kaziah was, uh, you know, he was every everywhere he went, right? He was connect trying to connect with the men. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and it's so right of what 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 you're saying. So so at the barn ministry, when the guys come there, they they feel free to be vulnerable, to be transparent and you know, what's going on in their lives. 
Yeah. And I think Kevin Kasner, who started the barn in very, uh, very sadly, he battled for six years uh, cancer in this past November. He uh, went on to the other side of eternity. He graduated. We, we miss him dearly, but he he led the charge and I and several others have been kind of wingmen over the years uh, and and have stepped into that role, particularly as he's battled cancer. But for to have a man up front who's leading and, mm-hmm. and I would challenge pastors. I've heard some great pastors in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I don't need all five fingers to tell you the times a pastor from the pulpit said, hey, I'm really struggling. Period. Yeah, not I took two Bible verses and felt better in the morning and now now I'm good. Because some things we battle with, we I don't know if they're necessarily a thorn in the flesh for life, but some, it usually takes more than one quick prayer and a fist bump, and you're 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 done. Um, yeah. So I I think what's happened at the barn, and I know other men's ministries, if you have a leader or two, that's willing to say, hey, this is this is what's true. I mean, I, my wife tells me on on Wednesday morning, she says, honey, you didn't talk about me at the barn last night, did you? <laughs> and, uh, and kind of one of our barn rules, other than what's said in the barn stays in the barn, is if you talk about your wife, the only the only stories we allow is where where you're the bad guy. Don't don't make your wife don't don't tell how bad your wife is because absolutely she's yeah. human. She's human. She's she can tell her own stories about her feelings, but but I think for us to share things that happens for the married guys, for us to be able to share vulnerably. You know, here's what happens in me when my wife uh, tells me again that I don't know how to load the dishwasher or wonders why am I going left instead? The best way to go to the mall is this way. Or, you know, it's like just those are little things. But sometimes men feel like this something rises up in them. And and some of it, I think, comes for me. It was from a mother wound of growing up with a mother who was always telling me what to do, even when she was 85 years old. <laughs> so I think <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I make my wife pay for my mother. And that's, that's, and, and God has shown me that to say, you know what, if your wife asks you to do something nicely, she's not trying to control you. She just, somebody before the trash falls out of the can onto the kitchen floor, somebody needs to take that thing out. Yep. And, uh, so just the, all those issues that we deal with and a lot of, a lot of, you know, we're, I tell men all the time, I said, listen, if you're struggling with sexual things, understand God created you to connect with a woman. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised that the counterfeit version of that would get your attention, whether it's pornography, mm-hmm. whether it's the girl at work who laughs at your jokes and she doesn't know you bounced a check. Your wife's mad at you because of that. The girl at work thinks, thinks all your jokes are funny. So, but there's this stirring in us to connect, um, to connect men to to women so we we talk a lot about that god-given thing but where we can go there's there's plenty of roads to go down where that's not going to turn out well (laughs) yeah you know i was just recently talking to somebody in fact i think it was somebody on our on one of my recent uh, podcasts was talking about connection it's so important for men to connect with each other to to build that support base with each other to encourage and you were just using that word uh about connecting to your wives too and be, being there is so important. You know, you know, I was telling, a, I was speaking at a church this week and, and I was telling, telling the, the men there, I said, you know, sometimes we do some dumb stuff. Let's just face it. 
we do some dumb stuff and sometimes we'll say some dumb things, you know, and we don't really mean anything about it, but it's just, sometimes it happens and, and we need to, we need other guys to help us out. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's true. I think I, I, I butcher most of CS Lewis's quotes, but one of his <laughs> many, one of his many great ones is something like friendship is born when one man shares something in and another guy hears it and goes, you, you too? You yeah. too? I thought I was the only one. Because yeah. I think with men, I think it's a pretty short list of the things yeah. that, that trip us up. And when guys yeah. hear about the anger, the wounds, the, the sexual challenges, whatever it is, uh, the feeling that I'm not enough, uh, you know, all my, all my friends have a big job and they're, they seem to be doing great. Uh, I was at a Christian counselor's office I went by today and a very, very, probably a hundred thousand dollar automobile was parked in front of the Christian counselor's office. And I thought, you know, if you look at that person driving around town, you probably think they got it all together, but they're in there paying someone 200 bucks an hour to help them sort out all the crap that's going on in their life. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing sometimes, you know, you need a ministry like the barn ministry where guys can go to an area that's kind of considered non-threatening, so to speak. And, um, because like you said earlier, when you're sitting in a church service, when you're sitting in church itself, uh, men are going to be very reluctant to be able to, uh, just open up and just share what's going on in their lives. And many times when they do finally open up, and share whatever's going on in their life, they'll find someone else that's dealing with the same, same struggle, the same issue. It may not be exactly the same, but it's the same, same struggle and issue. And they can, and they can encourage one another through that. And, and it's, it's interesting when you have a ministry like the barn where guys could come together and just gather. I wish, I wish every town, every church would have a place like that for men to gather. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. So it's a barn ministry, a, is it just a, you, know, you said uh, uh, the gentleman that started, is it just a local ministry now or has it expanded out into other areas? Um, well, when we rented the barn, we bought the barn two years ago, but for 15 years we rented it. So we became a 501c3. So guys were giving us money for rent. We're, we're actually a tax deductible organization, but what we've seen, we've seen guys from East Tennessee and Columbia and Greenville, Spartanburg and different places that we've connected with sometimes at men's retreat or like right. the iron sharpens iron events that you're so involved in. Uh, and they, they come up here. We, we don't really do events. We'd rather go and support events like the Zoe heart of a warrior or the iron sharpens iron. But we have guys come here. We do a, an occasional Friday night, Saturday, just to get their toes wet. Um, but so it's kind of spread out. We're not trying to franchise the barn. We've got a, a really cool father and son that uh, he was a real mild mannered guy. They showed up a year ago and we, I'm thinking, let's see, he's pro and we, we hardly ever talk about what people do for a living. I I'm telling you, Mike, there are men I've seen every week for 10 years and we've been very intimate. I don't know what they do for a living. And I don't know where they go to church because we don't talk about it. I care, but I really don't. We, that, we talk about what's going on in your life. But anyway, this guy mm -hmm. shows up and he's real mild mannered. And we're thinking, wow, he's like maybe a CPA or a, or a orthodontist, or he was just a real mild mannered guy. Nothing against those professions. Well, someone asked right. him and then he, someone told me, he said, Hey, that dude works for the secret service. Uh -oh. So <laughs> he's, uh, 
So he he and his son, they're from north of Indianapolis, Taylor, Fisher's up there. He just moved back, and he was so impacted by the barn, he said, I've got to start something in Indiana. And I think the second Sunday they were there, someone invited him to a church, and he runs into this older gentleman, and he starts sharing with him. And the older guy says, dude, I have – I have a barn. I have an outdoor fire pit in a in a grill, and so so now they they've started. Uh, we we've we've zo- we zoom them in occasionally. Uh, his his son, in fact, Wade, the father, played basketball at Butler University back in the day, and his son played college basketball up the road in Roanoke, and now they're in Indiana. And his son's got, I'd say, eight or 10, 20, 21, 22, 23 year olds, which is so exciting to me because most ministry to men that I'm involved with is the guys are going gray. So, uh, so, so we've got them scattered around, uh, and we try and encourage them and we, we try and encourage men. And I really hate to say this on the air because we say it in the barn. We don't say it out loud too much, but part of our mission is to invade the local church because there, there are too many men like me for 20 years. I was dying in a pew. Oh yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I didn't. So we're, we're telling men, Hey, go support your pastor, pray for your pastors and try in in the case of my church we had a small group of us it took us a decade we, we beat our head against the wall for a decade trying to get something something besides the men's breakfast where the nfl guy comes in and shares his story but i i don't know the guy sitting next to me except i saw him at the last breakfast and i call him i call him hey brother because i can't remember his name yeah that's that's how much i know him yeah so we're trying to encourage the local churches. We, we, uh, seven, eight, nine years ago, we had some guys from Slovakia in the Czech Republic show up at the barn. They're regulars now. And, uh, one of the guys from Slovakia, who is a, a teaching tennis professional and a, and a coach and a business coach as well. He said, the men in my country need to hear this message of identity, of brotherhood, of, do you understand? I, I like the guys at Zoe. They talk and we talk a lot about orientation. Are you oriented? Do you know who you are? Do you know where you are? Do you know the battle that you're in? Mm-hmm. And do you, do you know the calling that God's written on your heart? Do you, do you know the good that God's up to? So we, we've, we've been, like, this will be our seventh trip to Slovakia and the Czech Republic. Uh, some guys are going in a couple months and it's a four day thing and it's not really preaching, teaching. It's, we sort of know what we're, we're talking about, but it's, it's men sharing their stories. And uh, the first time we went to Slovakia and this is crazy, 150 guys, the average age was 30 years old at this men's conference. It blew our minds. Wow. We call, we call them the young lions of Slovakia, but two, oh, of them, two of them came back and they stood right over here at, at the other side of the barn. And they said, we just want to tell you guys, what happened at the retreat six months ago is changing our country. And we went, what, what they said, Hey, in in most of that country, as you might know, is, is, is Catholic. They said, we, we, we love Jesus. We serve the church. We've served in different capacities, but no, uh, it's never occurred to us that, Hey, let's Mike, you and me and, and, uh, Jan, let's go have coffee on Wednesday mornings. And he said, he said, all over our country now, men are meeting and gathering and really living out their faith in Christian community in a way we've never done. So, <laughs> so we say, we say, praise the Lord. So we, we go back uh, to, just to encourage them. And so that, that's kind of, 
that that's how I guess we've we've spread. But I, and and one thing I too would say, Mike, I, I tell guys that I run into. I was just at a wild at heart thing with my forty year old son and at a young life crooked creek camp back in November. And a lot of guys here, I can't help but talk about the barn. They're saying, oh, I wish I had a barn. That's so cool. And I said, you know what? You and five guys at Panera Bread in your hometown, yeah. that might be, and that's okay. That you, If you find a barn or a place, that's cool. might be someone's bonus room or someone's garage apartment or wherever. Uh, mm-hmm. But don't, don't get hung up on the place. In fact, right now, because of some building and zoning stuff, with Lancaster County, South Carolina, uh, we are in exile. We, since when we bought the barn, they came along a while back and said, oh, my gosh, everything's changed now. I said, what do you mean? I said, well, we've been meeting here for 15 years. I said, well, now that you own it, you have some building and zoning requirements. So the last number of months, I don't even want to get into it, but we're there's one of our barn brothers, Chuck Tyndall, has a big, big furniture business and a big showroom. So the last four or five months, we've met in a furniture showroom every Tuesday night. And we have, I'd say we've 15 or 20 guys, at least in the last few months that are new guys. They don't even know where the barn is. Uh, they just, they just know at a heart level, they need to connect with other men. We had a guy a few weeks ago, who's a very successful professional guy in Charlotte and somebody invited him. He said, I'll tell you why I'm here. He said, at the end of 2022, God convicted me. I need to be with men. And if you talk to him for five minutes, you think this is the ultimate successful elder in the church, got it all together, beautiful wife, three kids and a great job and money in the bank. But he said, he said, in my heart of hearts, I know I've, I've been walking alone and that needs to change. And so he's come the last couple of weeks in a row. So um, and then some guys show up and say, hey, my wife just left me. I don't know what to do. And we say, hey, we can't fix anything, but we'll love you. <laughs> we'll love you, man. Well, you know, that's great. And I, and I appreciate you sharing the fact that you don't have to have a barn. It's yeah. just it's just you need a place to meet. And because uh, I know guys who are meeting uh, um, in a garage. I know guys who are meeting yeah. in basically a tool shed, so to yeah. speak, you know, and that can hold four or five guys in there. And uh, in the wintertime, they, they get them a, a, a little uh, heater, you know, yeah. set up in there and keep them, keep them warm, <laughs> but that's where they meet at. And, and it's just a matter of having a place where you could sit down and just be open and honest with each other, to pray with each other, to walk through some kind of study together and just encourage one another. Um, people who know me regularly know I like to quote Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. It talks about men being there for each other, being able to lift each other up when something happens to us. And and I, and I really like the fact that that verse, that couple of verses there, verse 10, really puts it very pointed when it says, I pity the man who doesn't have someone to lift him up. You know, and it's so the scripture is very clear that we need to have each other. We need each other to yeah. encourage us. So, oh, uh, so that's great. That's so good. I, I, uh, yeah, we, we, we show a lot of movie because we have a 10 foot wide movie screen on the other side. This this barn, just to picture it, is 2,000 square feet downstairs. They're horse stalls. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm upstairs. There's 2,000 square feet of man cave. And we have a 10 foot wide movie screen that someone gave us. And we show a lot of movie clips. And we always say, hey, when you see the soldier in the army movie running through the jungle by himself, it, everybody knows what's about to happen. He's about to get taken out. Mm-hmm. And, and that's true in the in the Christian realm. There, there's a great 
we, we showed the movie trailer from Black Hawk Down. Yeah. In fact, in fact, years ago, Jerry Boykin, Lieutenant General, who was one of the commanders on the ground at the real right. Black Hawk Down, he, he yeah. was here at the barn sharing some pretty cool stuff. But at, at the Black Hawk Down, these guys, you know, they're, they're uh, the rescue, the, 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 the guys that are wounded trapped in the Black Hawk said, where's the rescue squad? And they're, they're two guys stick their head in there. They said, they said we're it. Mm-hmm. And when we show that, we said, you know what? In the body of Christ, the rescue squad is way too small. Mm-hmm. We, we need more brothers to step up and step in. And I would say I'm going to give an unashamed plug for the Iron Sharpens Iron event. To me, it's a great opportunity to bring a dad, a brother, a guy, a neighbor, a guy from your church. And it'll give them a little taste of what we're talking about, because nothing, nothing against the set. The seminars and sessions are great, but sometimes sitting there eating lunch with some guys. Right. Driving my uh, Jeff Kazai was great driving to the event. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. You know, it's, it's funny how guys get real. Uh, my son, when we got left the airport in Denver and drove a couple hours out to Fraser, Colorado back in November, he just started sharing some stuff, just father to son, but it could have been man to man just, just cause, well, here we are. <laughs> what, what are we going to talk? Why don't we talk? Let's get past the Tar Heels and the Panthers and all the stuff that frankly doesn't matter. Uh, very much. And, and we just started getting real about, about what was going on, uh, in life and business and marriage. And, um, so, so I, anyway, that's, that's my plug for iron sharpens iron. You got Wilmington coming up and then I know I'll, I'll be hanging out with y'all in Cannapolis back in is mm-hmm. that April or May. It's on my calendar. <laughs> in April. Yeah. Wilmington's on March 18th and Cannapolis is April the 22nd. So yeah, that's coming up, and uh, and I appreciate you saying that because uh, for those out there that's listening, and it's up in the the Charlotte area, in the Kannapolis area, and even down where uh, Haynes is is at in Indian Lands and Fort Bills, Rock Hill, all that place down here. I mean, uh, we would love to see you at the the Kannapolis event because I think it's going to be a great thing, and Haynes is going to be sharing. He's yeah. going to be one of our speakers there, and so I'm he's going to be sharing. About, I'm going to be talking about women. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that talk on women. <laughs> Some of you guys need, probably need to hear about that, hear that. <laughs> so, well, I'm, so. I'm very passionate because I, I, I wish this weren't part of my story, Mike, but I, I had the happy Christian marriage that blew up and ended in divorce after 20 years. And part of it was because I was such a driven people pleaser trying to make everybody happy. And that sounds pretty darn noble. Uh, I, I was in a counseling session once and the, my wife had 17 things on her list. Oh my gracious. And, and the counselor looked at me and he said, so after she got through, he said, what's on your list? I said, what do you mean? He said, what, what do you want? And I told him, Mike, I said, that's not a legal question. He said, what, what do you mean that's not a legal question? I said, I'm not allowed to want anything. My job is to find out what everybody else wants. My wife, my kids, my pastor, my friends, and give it to them. And there, and that sounded pretty, I thought I was pretty darn almost close to Jesus when I said that. And the, the counselor paused and he said, so what do you think it's like for your wife to be married to the man who doesn't want anything? And he probably said, except for sex. And we talked about that the last two weeks. So 
that that was Mike an important moment in my life because I I became aware that through some early, through the first girlfriend that broke my heart through other situations and relationships I had really with a nice Jesus sprinkling all over me and coming out of my mouth I, I had really kept people away because I thought you know if I let you too close to my heart it's going to be painful and I've experienced it. So I, I really kept people out while I was Mr. Super Service. I was on the worship team. I was leading what little bit of a men's ministry we had. I was doing all, I had a woman at work said, you know, your marriage is the only marriage I've ever seen that I want mine to be like. And I thought you have no idea. Hmm. And so well, that, that was very, I wish that weren't part of my story, but God and anyone that's been through divorce, the Christian, Christian man and woman knows it'll break into a thousand pieces. And unfortunately, sometimes God says, now, now I have something I can work with here. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Haynes, I, I, I'm looking forward to you being in Kannapolis and sharing that story and sharing more and helping guys to understand what it really means to be, be a man and ministering into a, to a woman that's in your life. But we're coming up on our time. <laughs> we, we've got to wrap this up. But on a lighter note, on a lighter note, before we, before I let you go and have your last words, I know there are some people who are, who are watching the video portion of this and they're seeing AKA Carolina Blue Match. What in the world is that all about? <laughs> well, when I was when I was chasing everything but God in Chapel Hill, North Carolina during college, I had a summer job. Some of your listeners will be familiar with the Southwestern Company of Nashville, Tennessee. They started around the Civil War, right after the Civil War. Um, and they were the door-to-door -door Bible salesmen. When I was in college, it was mostly educational products. So in the summertime, I sold books 80 hours a week, uh, 13 weeks of the summer for five summers. It had quite an impact on my life, a positive impact, but we all had nicknames for the, for the progress report that came out of across the country every week to see how everybody was doing. So I was the Carolina blue max that, that was, uh, that's my book selling. And that's correct. Carolina blue max is just stuck with you of all these years. Huh? <laughs> has been a book salesman, governor, Rick Perry, Senator Marsha black Blackburn, uh, Max Licato that they, they all sold books with the company I was with. So we have, we have hundreds of thousands of alumni that survived. So that's my nickname. Well, how about that? How about what, what, Haynes, I want you to take a minute and get back on the serious side for a second. What is, uh, take a, if you can do this in a minute, I appreciate it, but what is the one thing you want to tell men and encourage men as they uh, move through life and grow closer to Christ and try to and, and, and minister to other men? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I would say to ask God for courage to reach out and find a friend or two that you can be real with. Um, there was a great guy, I don't know if you knew Reggie Campbell, passed away a couple of years ago, started a thing called uh, Radical Mentoring out of Atlanta. And he yep. had a fascinating yep. quote once. He said, he said this, he said, I do not hold my friends accountable. I hold them close. Yeah. And I read that and went, wow. And he, cause he said, real accountability is the, really the fruit of intimacy that I know you, I love you, I trust you. So I can be accountable. So I would encourage, that's probably the number one thing I would encourage men to, to, and sometimes it's scary, uh, but step out and try and develop some iron sharpening iron. I told my pastor once we can memorize that verse pastor, but are we going to do it? 
Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is, and appreciate you bringing up, accountability um, so often has a negative connotation to it. And people people are, are starting to realize what it really means. And you shared that quite, quite, quite eloquently, I believe, today in, in your discussion about what the barn ministry is all about. Uh, it's coming alongside, being there for each other. It's not necessarily tearing each other down. And uh, and so it's a, it's a great thing of what the barn ministry is doing, and I appreciate it. Where, Haynes, uh, how would people get up with you if they want to talk with you? I know I have an email here that I'm going to flash up for the people who's watching the video, but uh, if you want to talk a little, little bit about what you, you might be able to share with them, help with them, if you, do you do any kind of speaking or anything like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, bar, barnbrothers.org will find us, and I'll be there in the, in the contact area. I would, I would say anybody that knows anybody in the greater Charlotte area, we've just seen so many men that we've seen the trajectory of their spiritual life change right. as they have connected, not just with the barn brothers, but with somebody. But so we're, we're always eager to, uh, to see men come and connect. And, and I tell them all the time, I said, brother, this is your first night. If you don't come back ever, it won't hurt my feelings. But if you walk out of this door and you're really walking alone in life, that will hurt my feelings. So, so yeah, we're, we're available. We're available to encourage local churches and we've helped a number kind of get something going in their men's ministry. And I'm a, I have a big mouth. It's been running for 67 years. So I'm, I'm glad to share with three guys at coffee or what, or, or honored to be a part of the iron sharpens iron thing. And my topic is, my topic is women. What were you thinking, God? That's my topic. For <laughs> Oh man, it, it, it will be good, guys. Be good. Uh, I hope to see you all at the at the Iron Sharpers Iron Conference in Kannapolis, and, uh, and you will thoroughly enjoy Haynes's uh, breakout session during that time. But uh, Haynes, I appreciate you being on and and, and sharing with what you uh, about the barn ministry. And, uh, and for guys, if you want to know more about them, like he said, just go to the barn ministry, uh, barn brothers. Excuse me, barn brothers. Not org i believe it is there it and, is uh, you'll right. be able to you'll be able to get more information intentional conversations is a production of cape fear men so if you want to know more about cape fear men go to capefearmen.net and you will hear more about what or see more about what we do in cape fear men and some of the things that we're involved in if you want to talk to me uh, directly or if you want to invite me to come to your church or men's group to speak to your men, you can email me directly at mike.salent at capefearmen.net. And I would be glad to talk with you and respond to you. But for now, I thank you for listening to Intentional Conversation with Mike Salent. And, and I would encourage you to leave a comment for us, help us out with this program to help us to be develop programs that will help you fight the battle for men's souls and be able to uh, do and talk about topics that is interesting to you. But for now, I'll leave you uh, with this blessing that uh, our, our brother, Rick, uh, excuse me, I'm getting tongue tied here, that our, our brother um, Jeff Kasiah used to say all the time after he finished praying over us. He said, I pray that you will get, God will give you a rock to stand on, a brook to drink from, and a tree to shade you. So saying God bless, and I hope you'll join us again on the next Intentional Conversations with Mike Salmon.